Have you ever encountered a hurdle with launching or growing your business? Listen, there are two things that run a business, the back end and your soft skills. Telling you right now, if these aren't in place, you'll lose clients and you'll lose money. You don't want that? Well, you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Dana. Hey, I'm Sarah. We're your hosts of the Entrepreneur Encounter, and we're going to give you a behind the scenes glance into our businesses, give you genuine feedback, tips and tricks, plus occasionally bring on guests that care about supporting you to grow your business organically and nurturing authentic relationships. Are you ready? You believe we made this decision to make this podcast. People out there are saying that podcasting is oversaturated, but I think we made the right decision to take on this venture. Although it took us a bit to get here, but with everything that you do, things take time. Oftentimes, as entrepreneurs, we get so caught up what others are saying and how to do things because it's their way, so it's the right way. So we get so overwhelmed with the information overload. We don't do that here. We're just here to give you the tips, tools, and suggestions. And you take what we give you and you can make the right decision for you and your business. Welcome back, entrepreneurs. Today's discussion or chat is about the importance of decision making. Today, you made the decision to wake up, have your coffee, maybe journal, maybe work out. That's what I did this morning. I did work out. Yay to me. And we're proud of you for making that decision to show up for not only yourself, but for your family, for your business. And that's a win altogether. Shameless joke on us. I made the decision to finally restart my computer this morning, and it's made all the difference in the sound quality that you're hearing right now. (laughs) (laughs) So there's going to be a few things that we're going to be discussing today in regards to decision making. We're going to go over what is effective decision making factors that affect decision-making, strategies for effective decision-making, the consequences if you happen to have ineffective decision-making, and we're going to have a little activity challenge for everybody. So stay tuned for the ends. You don't want to miss that. It'll be a little fun challenge for everybody to do. So what is effective decision-making? Effective decision-making is the process that you're going to make sound, logical, and informed choices that lead to desired outcomes. So in this context of entrepreneurship, effective decision-making is critical for your success, for your growing business, because it's going to enable you to identify and pursue opportunities you're going to be able to look at the risks that you may be facing or in the challenges. There are several reasons why effective decision-making is so important for us entrepreneurs. It's going to help you make better use of your limited resources, such as time and money. And it's going to also help you build a strong reputation and credibility to make smart decisions that align with your values and goals. I think one thing that comes to mind with this effective decision-making is you are making informed choices, but it fosters the ability for you to be more resourceful. Because when we first start out, even though we do have unlimited amount of time, some of us, um, depends on what we're balancing, it can feel limited. I know like funds are limited unless you've gotten a grant or magic, like you 
had a savings put in place first. So you have to get resourceful with your decision-making too. So like, how are you going to launch that podcast? How are you going to get your book published? Or how are you going to market your business? You can spend thousands of dollars on Google ads or Facebook, Instagram ads, or you can get resourceful and create a marketing strategy where you spend 15, 20 minutes per day being very intentional with your outreach efforts and only focusing on one, maybe two platforms. And those are decisions that can make or break your business and create strong foundations that help you create that business environment that you dream about. I know that for a while, getting really overwhelmed with the resources that are out there because everybody is telling you, like, you have to do it this way. You have to do it this way. This is the way that you're supposed to do it. And when I first started out, I was solely on Instagram and I was having fun with it, but I kept hearing the noise like, you have to do it this way. You're not doing it the right way just all this stuff. And I was just completely overwhelmed. So I made the decision to delete everything (laughs) because of the information overload. And when you first start out, you're trying to make the decisions of like which way to go. But for some reason, I did that. And I'm actually pretty glad that I did because it was able to take a little while. It was like maybe a month or so, you know, trying to figure out what works for me. From what I heard, what I, you know, so I made the decision to come back onto social media because I was able to figure out, okay, I'm going to do what I want to do and not listen to everybody else. Although I was able to obtain some tools and tips, I took it as my own. And I think that's another way to make a decision too, because obviously everybody's feeding you information, but you have to think what aligns with what you're doing. 100%. I feel like it took me a long time. I kept thinking, oh, I need to be on every platform and I need to post every single day. And I don't have time for that. (laughs) I barely have time to post twice a week on two platforms just because I am busy. I'm most a one-woman shop. I do have two or three VAs that help me with some client work. But overall, I do it by myself. So figuring out what aligned with me meant I don't post five days a week on Facebook and Instagram. I only post twice a week, if that. The point that aligns with me most is I'm consistent. So you will always see some sort of post two times a week. And then every week on LinkedIn, I have a newsletter that goes out. And that's what I share later in the week just to remind people that I did it. So they get twice a week from me as well on that platform. It took a lot of the overwhelm out of it. And I've gotten way more resourceful with how I'm sharing my voice and trying to taking the influence out of internal and external factors. So when we make decisions as entrepreneurs or really as people, we're influenced by a variety of internal and external factors that can impact the quality and effectiveness of our decisions. So internal is personal. I think I can resonate with this. I could probably talk about this for 30 minutes by myself. (laughs) But emotions like fear, anxiety, even excitement can cloud our judgment and lead us to making an impulsive or risky decision. I'm easily overwhelmed as I've grown into a full-fledged adult. 
And when I feel like there's too many decisions in front of me, I will literally sit at my desk incapable of moving forward because I don't know which step is the most important one. So then I'm frozen at that ledge, incapable of moving. So values such as social responsibility and personal beliefs can also impact decision making. As entrepreneurs, we prioritize these values over financial or strategic considerations. So often, if you have any like networking calls with me or just venting sessions, whether it's virtually or in person, I know I've mentioned it here too, that I prioritize relationships over revenue. And sometimes I think that makes me a bad business owner because I believe that if I do that over time, I will get the revenue that I am seeking. It's a slower process. And so sometimes I get frustrated, but I still prioritize that. And I will remain a broke CEO for quite some time until I like find that sweet spot. Yeah, to point to your point about relationship building, because especially with the online space, people don't know you unless you've actually met them in person. And when you're doing your marketing, as we spoke on before, the touch points, sometimes people don't see what you're saying. So creating those relationships and getting into DMs or getting people to get on a call with you, I know that's aligned with my values and Dana's. Like we want to be able to build relationships and allow others to get to know us because that is what it's about, making relationships because you will grow and you will do great. 100%. So that leads us into the external marketing trends, algorithms that I think we were just talking about, always changing on the platforms and makes my head spin trying to keep up with it. Competition, like as we started this episode, and I've heard it in networking groups before, and someone said it almost in a negative way where they were saying, in my networking group, there's only one seat per industry, essentially. So there's only one residential real estate seat available. But this one member was kind of negative and was like, what makes you stand out? Because everyone has a realtor that they know. Well, they do. But everyone has a VA, especially since 2020 when everything went haywire and moved virtual. Virtual assistants were popping up like daisies, not to quote Mulan, but they were. Graphic designers were popping up everywhere. Data entry, anything. Like every market is technically saturated, but there's millions of people in what now has shifted and what you will see on LinkedIn, I like a lot, is it's not just the business. It's that relationship. People are going to buy from me and my services because of the genuine connections I've made with them. I mean, maybe because I'm cheaper or maybe because of I'm having a sale and I just happen to catch them. But they're going to come back because of the connections I take the time to build with them. And that's why, like this one realtor, he's getting to know us and building a relationship. So when my neighbor says, oh my gosh, I have to sell my, I need to sell my house. I got to move. I got a new job. I got to this, I got to that. Whatever the reason is that they need to sell their house, I will immediately say, hey, you should talk to this guy because whatever our connection is or how I've gotten to know him, whatever the touch points are. So marketing trends, competition, and client needs are all ways that affect our decisions. And they put preference over how we prioritize things. So that's something to consider what our competitors are doing, but you also still want to be aligned. So like for us on the entrepreneur virtual space, 
There are some virtual assistants, podcast managers that show up on every single platform. Are we going to do that? Does it align with us? Sarah's shaking her head at me. No, we're not. (laughs) No, we're not, because it doesn't fit the season of life that we're in. When my children are all grown up and I'm an empty nester, maybe I can show up on all the single, all the platforms. But that's not today. And I have learned or I'm still learning to be okay with that. Right. Exactly. We are only one person. We're not, you know, like, if I mean, it would be cool to just like be able to clone ourselves. Right. I mean, especially with all the hats that we wear, but trying to be all in different places at once is extremely overwhelming. And You just have to make that decision again for yourself and what aligns with what you're doing. So a few episodes ago, we talked about problem solving because problem solving and decision making go hand in hand. We will link that episode in the show notes in case you all missed that episode. But what are some strategies for effective decision making? You want to gather all the information that you can before you make your final decision. You're going to have to have a solid understanding of the facts and the data of your decision that you're trying to come to. And those informed decisions are going to be based on the information rather than assumptions. You're going to use your critical thinking and problem-solving skills. Effective decision-making involves questioning the assumptions that you may have, analyzing the information, you know, identifying the potential risks. If you make the decision, is it going to cause an issue? And the opportunities that will come your way if you make this decision and evaluate the different options. And by using these skills, the critical thinking and the problem-solving skills, it's going to help you become more informed. So when you're gathering information, you're doing research. You're asking questions. You're seeking out information from experts or people that have been in that situation. And this is going to help you come to a solution, your decision that you're going to make. So I feel like while we're utilizing like critical thinking, like weighing the pros and cons of the different decisions ahead of us, especially when we're able to slow down and do that and maybe even brainstorm off of someone that honestly may not even be in our industry. I bounce a lot of ideas off of my husband because he doesn't really know what I do. He knows I make monies, but he doesn't fully understand. But it's helpful to have that outside view because I'm serving people. I mean, I do admin support virtually. So essentially, in a roundabout way, he could be my client. So if I explain something to him and he doesn't fully understand it, then I know whatever I'm trying to do is not wrong, but it needs to be reworded, revamped, or I need to make a better decision on how I'm promoting my services, whatever the case may be. Or if I'm overwhelmed by something, he'll let me vent and like throw it all out there emotionally and then come back and then I can make a clear decision because my mind is clear. But I think as we go through the motions and like I call it word vomiting, brain dumping, whatever it is, I think that's clearing your head enough that almost immediately you'll know what decision you want to make. It's like McDreamy and this is what it makes me think of. So bear with me, you guys. McDreamy in Grey's Anatomy, he does that. When he has a big, important decision to make, there's an episode that he flips a coin. And when the coin is in the air, he's like, I know what my answer is because I'm hoping that whatever side lands is the decision that he wants, if that makes sense. So like A is go to lunch. B is cook lunch. Well, 
as you're flipping the coin, whatever you want that to, you're like pushing it into the universe that the coin is going to land on the side that you actually want is what it's doing. So it helps you quickly decide what it is. That's a silly example, but it works. (laughs) Do you do that? I do sometimes. I don't have it near me. I do have dice on my desk. So if there isn't like a two-sided die, that is a coin. But a D4, for anyone who doesn't do tabletop gaming, it's a dice with only four sides. So I do odds and evens. Odds is one answer and evens is another. And then I roll it. Usually while I'm rolling it, I already know what my decision is. It's just fun. And it kind of breaks it up a little bit. Another way that helps for me to make a decision or if I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm trying to figure out things, I need to step away from my desk. I literally need to step away and like go outside. A couple of weeks ago, for a few days, I was just going back and forth, back and forth in my mind. And I'm just trying to figure out things like the best way to do this, the best way to do that. I went on a two hour drive and, you know, my kids fell asleep. My headphones were in listening to music and I was able to brainstorm for a good two hours, you know, in my own thoughts. And I was able to come to a decision So you just have to figure out a different space to get in. And that, I think, will help you make an informed decision. Most of my thinking does happen when I'm dropping the kids off. Or honestly, if I'm in the shower, if I have the opportunity to take like a long shower, usually that's when my brain is like separated from everything. Like random thoughts of, oh, this would be nice. That's why I realized that I didn't turn my computer off for several weeks, if not longer, and wondered why it was going slow. But I've also had inspiration on drives, like a new journal idea to add to my template store, how to better brand my one-on-one consulting services and how to promote them on my website. Words are very hard for me. So I'm sitting at my desk deciding on which words to use and where to use them is like staring at a wall and it's very difficult. So if I walk away, I usually have a better time of, oh, this would make more sense. I should try it this way. So I feel like if you are stuck, make yourself get up and walk away because the consequences of ineffective decision-making, I think the first one that needs to be brought to light, it's almost irresponsible to you and your business to not follow some sort of steps into effective decision-making. It can damage your brand that you've worked very hard to build in the first place. You'll miss out on opportunities with potential clients, potential partnerships, and scarier thought, there could be legal consequences if you rush into a decision and don't look at the different parameters. So this could fall under a contract not being written out correctly and not being looked over. It could be not being compliant as a nonprofit organization if you rush into a decision or not having enough funds to cover whatever goals it is that you want to meet. So then you potentially let people down. It's just a lot of wasted time, effort, and money if you don't focus on finding an effective solution with critical thinking data and everything else. We have an activity for you. This is going to help you map out a decision that you are facing that you have to come up with a solution. I'm going to give you some prompts. And what we would like you to do is come into our Facebook group. The link is going to be in the comments and share what you came up with. I'm actually pretty excited to see what everybody comes up with. This is going to help you with decision-making. So number one, you're going to identify the problem. It doesn't have to be like this huge problem. It can be a 
what's for dinner? I know that sounds silly, but sometimes it seems like that's a decision that people can't make. Um, um, I don't do well with that decision all the time. <laughs> so. so number one, identify the problem. And what decisions do you have to make to solve this problem? Number two, you're going to list out the options and what actions you have to take for you to get to this decision. And number three, you're going to weigh out the consequences and list out the pros and cons. Again, we would like for everybody to let us know what you all came up with and come hang out with us in our Facebook group. I can't wait to see what y'all come up with. I want it to be the silliest decision that you can come up with. Like, where are you going on vacation? How are you getting to your child's preschool or your networking group? Someone did that yesterday. They were like, I took a route that he's never been on. I was like, I wouldn't have done that. That's the decision I wouldn't do. (laughs) So those that are listening, our audience, and those in the Facebook group, please do this challenge. Enlighten us on your decision-making. And we'll chat with you next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Remember, soft skills aren't just some fluffy buzzwords that get thrown around in the corporate world. They're the key to unlocking your full potential as a professional and a human being. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself and seek out opportunities to improve your soft skills. Sarah and I have a variety of workshops, online courses, and complimentary clarity calls for you to practice in real time with us. Links are always in the show notes. And be sure to join us next time for more insights, tips, and tricks to help you succeed in your entrepreneur encounter.